0: Welcome to Kansas Ag Report, I'm Ken Rogers. On this week's show, Dr. Michael Taylor from Kansas State University talks about that important relationship of landowners and tenants. And before too long, harvest will be in full swing, which means the possibility of needing to dry grain. We'll talk with Cinch Munson with the Propane Education Research Council on some of the things to prepare for this fall and some of those new products that are available. We'll also have features from the Kansas Soybean Commission, Kansas Department of Agriculture, Kansas Livestock Association, and Paragon Ag Advisors. But first, a new innovation announced from Servitech. This is the
1: Kansas Ag Report. Closed captioning brought to you by Farm Bureau, with free a grassroots ag use. organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for weeds, Online at kswheat.com. Kansas Livestock Association, supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org. Well, a quick headline.
0: The summer ban on E15 sales in selected areas ended a few days ago, and Growth Energy has launched a campaign to promote E15 on higher blended fuels. Now, as part of this campaign, Growth Energy has uh, launched a bus tour to rally support for quick action on the president's promise that he would unleash E15 ethanol blends. So, over the next few months, uh, you might see a bus at some of these Midwest gatherings. Well, E-15 is already sold in some 30 states and at least eight months out of the year. But, due to federal regulations, E-15 cannot be sold during the summer months. Well, at last week's Husker Harvest Days near Grand Island, uh, Dodge City-based Servitech launched the Servitech Bridge. AUSTIN BONTRAGER EXPLAINED. LET'S SPEND A FEW MOMENTS NOW TALKING WITH OUR FRIENDS AT CERBOTEC in DODGE CITY. AUSTIN BONTRAGER JOINS US. AUSTIN, THIS WEEK WE'RE AT HUSKER HARVEST DAYS IN GRAND ISLAND, NEBRASKA WHERE THE CERBOTEC BRIDGE HAS BEEN LAUNCHED. Uh, TELL US ABOUT THAT.
2: Yeah, so the um, bridge is what we're calling our new platform where we're bringing together um, both the soil moisture information, um, where we've had soil moisture sensors before, we've got soil moisture information, the aerial imagery, um, and then we're also bringing in some more information that we haven't had before, both with in-field sensors as well as with some premium uh, modeling data sources that we have um, to really help the grower make the best decisions. So things like uh, pivot monitoring with affordable uh, pivot monitoring sensors that we can put out there, and then also free the rain for station. I think we talked about before um, to be able to just look at your phone, uh, go online, and, and see how much it rained uh, across all your fields, um, and bringing all that information into one place, and combining with that um, also then some premium um, quality uh, uh, forecasting information. So how much uh, how much water is your crop going to be using, and uh, what does it look like the weather is going to do, and just really help put that full picture together for the growers.
0: Kind of, Can you talk a little bit about how we got to this point because of some of the other products? Has this kind of always been the goal is to get this to where you can bring all the different services together?
2: Yeah, um, you know, we're looking at there, there's a lot of different sources of data that growers can go to both supplying, you know, data that's coming from their own farms and, and getting it from other sources and sensors. And what we really want to do is bring that all in one place and be able to not just give um, you know, graphs and information and data about what's happening in the field, but we want to also be able to give you um, concise, clear recommendations. Um, so, for example, saying, "Hey, based on the current, um, based on the current forecast and soil moisture, uh, this is when you need the pivot to go around." Something that's simple and clear and uh, doesn't take uh, a lot of studying and training in order for them to figure out.
0: At- the Husker Harvest Days. What kind of questions have you received from, from growers? I would guess the first thing, is there a lot of extra equipment I need? Is that maybe the biggest question or what, what kind of questions have you been getting?
2: Yeah, we get um, a lot of questions about the equipment, um, just kind of from curiosity of what we're using, how, how that all works. And, and we're happy to talk about that. Um, but one thing that we really wanna emphasize going forward is we're not selling equipment and we're not even really leasing equipment. What we're doing is um, we're giving uh, the growers uh, a subscription to the recommendation and the data that they want so they're not having to um, store stuff in the shed do the installs keep track of it and even just the the maintenance and and replacing things when they wear out all of that um, is taken totally off their hands and so um, basically they're able to uh, order the subscription of of what they want where they want it and then uh, we really uh, handle the rest from there
0: well dr michael taylor from k-state when we return on the Kansas Ag
1: Report. This segment brought to you by Kansas Livestock Association. Supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands. KLA.org Oldie Seed Farms carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldeseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com Grass and grain, online or in the mail, keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. Kansas Weed Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com.
0: One of the keys to a successful farming operation is the relationship between landowner and tenant. K State's Michael Taylor
3: explains. Uh, Farmland is the most important input into farming and so as we look at relationships between farmland owners and their tenant farmers uh, we really want to know as much as possible about the dynamics in that relationship how they interact how they communicate and so we've we've launched a couple of of different projects but one of the ones I wanted to talk about was a survey that we did of Kansas farmers um, in the winter of 2018 and we asked them questions about their lease ground and also about the the landowner that they lease that ground from. And so what we were finding out was do they crop share, do they cash rent, um, how do they share inputs, um, what kind of ground is it, you know, is it highly productive ground, so on, and even conservation practices, you know, how how they implement conservation practices on leased ground and whether or not they've talked to their landowner about that and and so forth. Uh, What we found were some really interesting statistics that sort of differentiate the landowner from the tenant and help us to understand how that relationship might be uh, might, might be affected um, by differences generationally and, and from their background. So we ask questions about, you know, are your grandparents or parents farmers? Did you did you purchase this farmland or did you inherit it? You know, do you live close to the farm? Do you live far away from it? Really, you know, just basic questions, but they start to give us a picture of how landowners are becoming generationally geographically more removed from the farm and tenants have to understand that if they're going to interact with those folks that they're going to that it's going to require some different levels of communication Um, for example when we look at the average age of farmers it's about 59 but the average age of landowners is about 69 well what does that mean for our farmers it means that they're going to have to think about different ways of communicating with their landowners such as um, texting versus a phone call, versus a letter, uh, versus maybe having them follow you on Facebook. Uh, These are all things that might work for a 50-year-old landowner, but maybe a challenge for a 90-year-old landowner, or vice versa. And so we we looked at those kinds of questions. We also looked at um, how well uh, landowners were managing the ground that they inherited versus the land that they purchased. Um, And so what we found there was that uh, landowners were not charging as much for rent on ground that they inherited as if they land that they had purchased. So some differences in mentality I think uh, for landowners about the ground that they own and how they're managing it. Um, But some of the other things that we found were uh, sort of looking at how far away landowners lived. They were on average about 60 miles away from the farm. So not necessarily able to come in and and visit the farm all the time. So again going back to communication with the the farmers and having good levels of communication. Let's see, what else did we learn? We're at 2.56. Okay, um, so I'll just, just wrap seconds. it up. Uh, then. Uh, but what it tells us is that we've got some work to do on education with landowners and with tenants. Um, again, trying to keep them Created in close communication so that they have use. a good relationship and they're managing that important land asset as well as they can.
0: Well, up next, propane and propane accessories with PERC. Thanks for watching the Kansas Ag Report.
1: This segment brought to you by... Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. Kfv.org. Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web at oldieseed.com. That's o-h-l-d-e seed.com. Grass and Grain, online or in the mail, keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. GrassandGrain.com. Kansas Wheat Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com.
0: Well, as the seasons change, many of us use more propane on the farm, especially if we need to dry our fall crops. We recently caught up with Cinch Munson of the Propane Research Education Council better known as Perk at Husker Harvest Days. Propane Education Research Council, PERC, as it's known, is uh, something that is important to a lot of folks because propane is used year-round. But really, we're getting into that time of the uh, season that uh, folks need to be maybe a little bit more aware because they might be using a little more than they normally do. Cinch Munson uh, with uh, PERC joins us. Uh, uh, Cinch, let's talk about it. Harvest is going to be upon us and uh, some things to maybe prepare for not only that but the cooler weather.
4: Yeah, every year we kind of find ourselves at these fall ag shows. And, and our message is kind of the same every year. You never know what's going to happen between now and when we pull those combines into the field. So it's a good idea to get those tanks filled with propane and just prepare for harvest, prepare for winter. And, you know, having it in there kind of gives you a peace of mind that you can harvest when you want to get it harvested and get it dried as you pull it out of the field. Um, use. You know, message, same as always, get ready for fall, get ready for winter. Talk to your propane marketer and see about getting that tank filled up, which has the net effect to full and, full and propane into your region and kind of helps keep prices in check throughout the winter.
0: And one of the keys, though, is to make those connections early because everybody's going to be running at the same time.
4: That's exactly right. You know, harvest is a, a lot of propane demand in a short amount of time. So it's a good idea to fill those early, let those propane marketers get their storage full and uh, make sure we have plenty
0: of, plenty of propane in the heartland when we need it. All right, let's also talk about some of the new tools. What's uh, uh, some of the new things going on in the world of propane? So, you know, the Propane Education and Research
4: Council, one of our missions is to help companies develop new products that use propane that ultimately helps our shared customers, the, the ag producers across the country being one of those. And we want to make sure that they have products that are clean, that are safe, that are efficient, and at the end of the day, help them operate better and ideally make more money. Um, we continue to invest in all sorts Created of new technologies. Amir Husker use. Harvest Days this week, we have a couple new engines that have just come out in the last year. We've got a Kubota engine. We've got an engine from a company called Reliable Horsepower by IIS. Um, both very, very cool technologies that are fairly new to the market and uh, you know, put those to work on your farm. You're going to save money buying it up front and you're going to save money every hour you run that piece of equipment. Um, But, you know, it goes on down the line from new vehicles to new heating systems to new water heaters. Um, As an industry, we we want our customers to uh, feel good about their propane products and uh, work with them to make that happen.
0: If folks want to get more information on some of those new technologies, some of those new products, as well as uh, just maybe a checklist they need uh, getting ready for uh, the change in seasons, how can they do that?
4: You know, always the the best and easiest thing to do is go to propane.com. And from that site, you can find all about agriculture and your home and your vehicles, as well as all those things you need to know to be ready for winter and and so on and so forth. So Propane.com is the place to go.
5: Stay with us. We'll hear
0: from the Kansas Soybean Commission, Kansas Department of Agriculture, Kansas Livestock Association, and talk markets with Paragon Ag Advisors, all on the Kansas Ag Report.
6: All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to biodiesel, made from U.S. soybean oil, and the decision continues improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy.
7: What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil.
5: Many seed companies claim to offer the latest genetics. But how many have tested those genetics in soils just like yours? The Oldie Seed Know-to-Grow Research Program has fully tested the latest seed genetics in soils that are right in your neighborhood. The Oldie Seed Know-to-Grow Program can recommend the best-performing hybrids from technologies like Enlist, Extend, and Liberty Link that will optimize the yield and profit of every acre on your farm. Contact Oldie Seed today
2: is sprung and Premier Farm and Home has what you need to keep your yard crabgrass free throughout the season. With a complete line of pre-emergence, you can stop crabgrass before it starts. Premier Farm and Home, 900 Southwest University Boulevard or find them on the web at HayCow.com.
8: The Kansas Soybean Commission is requesting research and education proposals for its fiscal year 2020, which begins July 1, 2019. Proposals are due October 15, and an individual may be listed as the principal investigator or educator on only one. The commissioners will review ideas for breeding, production, and environmental programs, animal and human nutrition or food safety studies, commercially significant value-added projects that will use large quantities of soybeans, and domestic or international marketing and transportation programs. More information about the Commission's priorities, complete instructions, and application forms are available at kansassoybeans.org forms on the web or by calling the Kansas Soybean office at 877-KS-Soybean, that's 877-577-6923. Proposers who gain preliminary approval from the Commissioners will make formal presentations November 29 through December 1 in Topeka or via teleconferencing. The three-day funding meeting will begin at 8 a.m. each day. The Commissioners also will discuss current projects, market development activities, educational programs and administrative items. Created to obtain a complete agenda or to suggest news. additional topics for deliberation, contact Administrator Kenlin Johannes at the office. What if sustainability were synonymous with U.S. soy? If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value, that future is here, the time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is committing to sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers.
3: The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research.
6: Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands Created up with for its members through commercial development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter.
7: What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel, made from U.S. soybean oil.
5: Many seed companies claim to offer the latest genetics. But how many have tested those genetics in soils just like yours? The Oldie Seed Know to Grow Research Program has fully tested the latest seed genetics and soils that are right in your neighborhood. The Oldie Seed Know to Grow Program can recommend the best performing hybrids from technologies like Enlist, Extend, and Liberty Link that will optimize use. the yield and profit of every acre on your farm. Contact Oldie Seed today.
9: As natural disasters or other emergencies affect communities in Kansas, the Emergency Management Program at the Kansas Department of Agriculture is focused on the potential impact to the state's agricultural industry and in turn the state's food supply and economic stability. September has been Emergency Preparedness Month in Kansas, and KDA has joined the Kansas Division of Emergency Management and other emergency management response organizations in educational events and other reminders about the importance of disaster emergency preparedness, like Preparedness Day at the Kansas State Fair September 10th, where we joined local, state, and federal emergency organizations to meet the public and give them information on what they can do to be prepared for a disaster. Emergency management means preparation for disasters, as well as management throughout the event to mitigate impacts. Programs across KDA, from animal health to food safety to plant health, work to ensure the security and protection of the food and agriculture sector in Kansas and that includes regular training programs and exercises of responses to various potential emergency events. The KDA Incident Management Team consists of veterinarians, food safety inspectors, laboratory personnel, administrative professionals, plant pathologists, and a wide variety of other titles spread across the agency. Team members have taken advanced All-Hazards Incident Management System training, and many have taken position-specific training. Kansans can all participate in these efforts to prepare our state for potential emergencies, whether in large ways, like being part of KAERC, our volunteer Response Corps, or in smaller ways, like preparing our own homes and farms for potential disasters. Find out more about emergency management at the Kansas Department of Agriculture at agriculture.ks.gov slash emergencymanagement or at kansasagresponse.org.
10: G3 Cattle of Uniontown exhibited the winning pair at the Super Cow Calf Show during the Kansas State Fair earlier this month in Hutchinson. The Grand Champion was a black crossbred cow with a steer calf at side. This is the second year in a row a G3 pair has won the show, which is for commercial cows and calves in pasture condition. The reserve grand champion was a red cow with a heifer calf at side, exhibited by Mackenzie Moldenauer of Valley Center. Third place was owned by Dallas Court from Leon. Tom Carney of Sylvan Grove owned the fourth place pair. Rounding out the top five was a cow and calf from Kent Raymeyer of Sylvan Grove. Entries in the show consisted of one cow and her natural steer or heifer calf. No fitting was allowed. Pairs were judged on type, structure, muscling, natural fleshing, and the soundness of eyes, feet, and legs. The cattle were evaluated using a two-judge system with rankings based on a phenotypic score combined with an index score accounting for age and performance data of the cow-calf pair. The show paid back 80% of the entry fees and awarded prizes to the winners.
6: Good
11: morning, I'm Darren Van Vactor with Paragon Ag. The trade war continues on. President Trump followed through with his plan to levy an additional 10% tariff on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods earlier this week. There was a bit of a twist to the plan as the 10% actually ratchets up to 25% by year's end. China quickly responded with a new proposed tariff on $60 billion of U.S. goods as well. We'll have to wait out the trade dispute as both sides seem to be getting further away from resolving their differences as opposed to coming closer together. These latest developments have coupled with a bearish USDA report to push the market to fresh new lows in both corn and beans on the week. Wheat has felt the effects from the on the December contract but the December contract is holding its previous lows. Cattle have been the bright spot over the past week pushing to fresh highs for many of the monthly contract. The question becomes can we hold the latest move or is a pullback in store for us. Summer grilling season is starting to slow down So what's next? Attention will be heavily focused on the numbers from Friday's Catalan Feed Report.
5: These markets can be unforgiving
11: at times, but this this year there is some assistance. Make it a priority to speak with your FSA office or visit farmers.gov to investigate the information you'll need to qualify for the Farmers Aid Package. Every year is unique and every operation has its challenges. If you have questions, we'd be happy to help. Give us a call here at Paragon Ag Advisors, 888-452-8751. I'm Darren Van Vactor. Be safe and have a great week.
0: Agriculture information on your computer or mobile device, news and views on grains, livestock, policy, and opinions from newsmakers can be found by liking AgView on Facebook and on Twitter. Follow AgView News, a reliable and relevant source. AgView.net.
1: Closed captioning brought to you by. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. Kansassoybeans.org. Farm Bureau, a grassroots ag organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org.
6: Created with free version of the Wheat Commission.
1: Leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online at kswheat.com. Kansas Livestock Association. Supporting our members' business interests to meet consumers' demands, KLA.org.
2: Spring is sprung, and Premier Farm and Home has what you need to keep your yard crabgrass free throughout the season. With a complete line of pre-emergence, you can stop crabgrass before it starts. Premier Farm and Home, 900 Southwest University Boulevard, or find them on the web at HayCow.com.
8: What if sustainability were synonymous with U.S. soy? If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value, that future is here, the time is now. To meet end user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is committing to sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered, created with free farmers. version
6: for non commercial Kansas use. Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter.
3: The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to
6: biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil, and the decision continues improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy. Created with free version for non-commercial use,
7: What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel, made from U.S. soybean oil.
0: That's our show this week. If you would like to watch the show again, you can go online to kansasagreport.net. You can also be social with us on Facebook and Twitter. We thank our advertisers and our affiliated television stations for their support. And we thank you for watching the Kansas Ag Report. I'm Ken Rogers. We'll see you next week.